Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. Hope in a hopeless time. It's great to be back today and to talk just for a few moments this morning about our weekend. So we were really blessed this weekend to have a great opportunity to go out and to be part of hope. So we were at two different events where hope was really in action and on display. And we had a great opportunity to see how God had moved in lives, how he had changed people, and how that through the midst of hurt, through the midst of tribulation, through the midst of trials, and in the midst of pain, that God had showed out in a lot of different lives. It was a wonderful time, wasn't it? Absolutely, Anthony. It was amazing. Yeah. So as we jump off of this today, and we'll talk about the weekend, what we what we experienced and the things that we saw and the testimonies we heard. My mind automatically this morning as I was getting ready, I thought about Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And I think how beautiful it is to really bring this out this morning. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which was given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. One thing that was for sure yesterday as we sat and we heard all the testimonies and we saw the glory of God revealed in these lives, we saw that the hope that these individuals had, they were not ashamed. Yeah, we're not ashamed, Anthony. No. It, was, it was one of those times. And, and uh, guys, I'll share a little bit about where we went, what we did yesterday. One of the neat things about our church plant in, in, in Monticello, Kentucky, Journey Community, is that, is that our approach to ministry is not exclusive to our church. No. Our mission, our mission we learned really quickly, is we're going to have to collaborate, and we're going to have to partner, and we're going to have to work alongside other folks who have like mind. And in in that with that approach, God has God has put us with contact with some people who who are comfortable in the trenches or comfortable being uncomfortable. And so um, there's a, a there's several ministries, too many to even name. I probably forget some if I name them, start naming them right right off the bat. But Anthony in the process did join. Uh, he, he's now sitting a sitting board member of Somerset Sober Living, which is a, a really neat home. If you guys want to learn more about that, there's a podcast, uh, uh, several podcasts back from this one that you can listen in and learn a whole lot more about what that is. Um, and so in the morning, yesterday morning, um, we on Saturday, uh, we attended a worship service that was uh, specific to Somerset Sober Living and Friends. And uh, it was just a powerful testimony of God's grace and and really uh, seeing the hope light up in some of those uh, men's eyes as they listened in on a man who was 30 years sober. 
Um, and then in the afternoon, uh, we, we attended an event uh, that we were co-hosting with a, a ministry called Street Warriors for Christ. And uh, we were in the park the first Saturday warm enough to do anything in 2021. We went to the park in Monticello, Kentucky, and my goodness, it was it was a, a, a really neat time. I think there was like seven, eight different ministries who came together from around this part of the state and all for one purpose and one cause. And uh, so, Anthony, just seeing the unity yeah. and the like-minded mission, now every one of them were different. You're talking oh, about yeah. you're talking about a puzzle here with all kinds of different shapes and mm-hmm. sizes, and 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 that's what it was. It, it was a, it was kind of like a, as I was set, standing back yesterday watching everybody interact, Anthony. There was we had a um, um, a gentleman come from Somerset, Kentucky. And he had this two trailers, and he unpacked. This is his ministry. It's what he does on the side. Yeah. He doesn't even have a name for the ministry. It's just what he does. <laughs> That's right. And so he unpacked this industrial size cook, cooking equipment and sound equipment and stage equipment. So we we had top-notch food, top-notch worship, singing, preaching, quality, audio. And it was just really neat just to see – and that was just one, but but just standing back and watching Anthony was just really neat to see uh, everybody come together. I love the unity, and I love what Mitzi as she stood up at the with Street Warriors for Christ, and as she stood up and how she said she had prayed for unity like this. And you know, you were talking about the different um, the different organizations that were there present that day. And if you took a step back and you thought about it. You can see how each ministry ministered in a different way. But the goal, the main goal, the main purpose was the same on every single one of them, and that was to see lives changed for the glory of God, see chains broken, see people that that were thrown out that felt like they were forgotten, to see restoration come back into their hearts and their lives is amazing to see. And I think back about yesterday morning at the worship with Somerset Sober Living, there was one thing that the speakers spoke about, and that was whenever he was filling out an application, he knew his past, he knew what he'd done, and the application that he was filling out for employment, there was one particular thing that he said. He said when he got to this one part, it asked him about his past, different things that he had been through, and he said, I began to mark, and he thought to himself automatically, well, I'm disqualified. They'll disqualify me automatically. But the one thing that he thought would disqualify him was the one thing that did qualify him. I think that's so amazing. We think so many times in our lives that we are disqualified, that we are not able to do it. But that always takes your mind back to knowing how good God is and knowing that with God, all things are possible. The things that were impossible, the things that we didn't think that we could do, the things that just seemed completely out of reach, we see God moving in and he qualifies us when we thought we were disqualified. And I think that's so beautiful to think about, to see the unity as it did come together and yep. you saw all these ministries and as we were standing there it was like it was a showcase of God yep. God was fully on display nobody was there taking credit for anything they had done it was all about glorifying God and talking about the hope that lived inside each one of them and the faith and the mercy of God and how God pulled them and rescued them out of the pit and how God would enlighten them their eyes would be open and that they were able to go forth with his power with his grace and his purpose and his plan to go out into a lost and a dying world to minister to their hearts and to their lives. 
So to be able to be part of that yesterday, how awesome that truly was to see God on display. Yes, it was. And, yeah. and one of the highlights of the day for me, and, and that's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to share some highlights of the day yeah. and, and and just just nuggets that we gleaned from that event. And um, another nugget for me is we got to we got to see an old friend. So, and guys, anytime you're church planting, you you're going to run up on people that that are are passing through, people that uh, that come for a little while and then they move on to something different, or or uh, you know, it, and it's 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 just prepare for it. You're you're yeah. going to you're going to kind of be heartbroken when folks mm-hmm. move to different things, and so. So there's a guy, his name is Charles Spurgeon. Not to be confused with the Charles Spurgeon, the famous minister. <laughs> but, man, what a ministry he's got. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, Charles, it was such a surprise to see him. And he had come to Journey, uh, our church plant, for several months early on. And, and uh, he was homeless. And he, he, he joined in the mission and, and was really participatory. I mean, he, he, he was right in the trenches with us serving. And he was still homeless at the time. But... Um, he he had overdosed at that point six times, and uh, he he did relapse uh, shortly after. Uh, he he trained he moved away to work, uh, and he did uh, he did relapse, and 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 a situation would have it that it was an accidental on his part overdose. So what the story was, and he he died he pretty did. much. Yeah, he, he was he, dead. He was dead. Yep. And um, God saw fit to to bring him back. And he was sharing a testimony with us. He could barely sit still as he was sharing his testimony with us about God's grace and um, the hope that he has now. And and he, he was sharing that he said, now uh, God spared me over. He said, I got a job. I'm a foreman on the job. I'm right now working on a college, which happened to be my alma mater, <laughs> Alice Lloyd College, Leadership U. And and so he's he's working on on this these projects and he's he's he showed but he showed us his truck he's got a he's got a uh, you know a, a a ford ranger pickup truck and he was just so proud and excited of what god had done in his life and and you know the opportunity that we get um that you don't get you know in in what i will call the standardized american version of ministry is that you don't get to this trench, the, the joy of the trenches. This is yeah. one of the one of the moments in the trenches that you, man, this isn't plastic. This no. isn't stained glass. This no. is raw. It's, it's real. Raw. That's right. It's, <laughs> and it's relevant. And it's relevant. Yeah. It, it is. It is. So this this man standing there with joy on all over him. Yeah. Because he's got his, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know what model it was. An older model, uh, 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 yellow. Ford Ranger pickup truck <laughs> yep. tickled to tickled, death, tickled, and, and and the opportunity to disciple those 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 folks and come alongside them, and then and then empower them to share the gospel and the hope of the ministry of Jesus Christ, and then give them a stage and a platform to share their testimony. Yeah, man, that was a highlight for me. Just seeing Charles Spurgeon yeah. with the joy in, in his eyes and, and and what he's doing now. Um, he's growing in Jesus. He's yeah. he's he's a growing uh, uh, growing in Jesus, and so, uh, but just the chance to get to see him. Man. Yeah. So it was maybe two weeks ago. Me and Jamie were talking about Charles Spurgeon, and I asked him. I said, "Have you heard anything from Charles? Have you seen anything?" We hadn't heard nothing. And when we pulled up yesterday, I walked around the corner, and there he sat. And I was like, "Oh wow, there's Charles Spurgeon." It's amazing. 
And you, you're talking about a guy seven times overdose, seven different times, really dead, right, right at seven times, wow. death, looking right in the face. What the world would have said, man, this guy's no good. He'll never amount to nothing. Throw, throw him out. He can't, he, the world version of this at the end would say he's never going to change. He's always going to be this way. Yeah. But God, I love that, but God saw fit yep. to save him. And now he's changing. He's changing other lives. He's out spreading the gospel. He's standing for the Lord. Anytime you speak to him, it's nothing about himself. He always says in there, God's given me this. God's taken me here. God's done this. God's done that. It was nothing about him. He realizes the encounter he had with the Father and how the Father truly changed his life. Mm. I love it. It, it, it. Another highlight for me, Aunt, was was on the stage there, uh, both in the morning and in the afternoon. Yeah. There were former drug addicts. Yeah. Uh, a, you know, whether it be a drug of you know, alcohol, a drug of you know heroin, there was cocaine, there was there was meth. I mean, every drug imaginable. Yeah. Uh, prescription medication. Mm-hmm. Um. But they were former drug dealers. That's right. That stood on the stage, yep. and you know we had we had two from Journey yep. uh, representing the 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 Journey community mm-hmm. that stood on the stage, and one of them said, "I was a drug dealer." Yeah, and now I'm a hope dealer. I love it. That's exactly right. I'm a hope dealer. <clears throat> we're going to win. I'm not a dope dealer. I'm a hope dealer. <laughs> That's right. And and one of the and, and that was that was Ron Cowan, and and yep. and at the end of his testimony, I love I love the way you put it. Mm-hmm. He said. And I'm going to put it in his terms. We're going to win. We're going to win. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> and love, Ron. Love that spirit. He knows what it means. He, I mean, he stood right there. He said, I, "He said you don't understand how amazing it is. I'm standing in this park today, the same park I used to come to, and I got high in. I came here and I got high. He said, now I'm coming here and spreading the gospel. That's only God can make a change in a life like that. And he's right. We're going to win. <laughs> We're going to win. Man, man. And, and, and just seeing that. And, and guys, you know, I want to kind of go back to the church planting here and, and discipleship. Because, because the mission of the church is not to plant churches. No. The mission of the church is not to fill the pews. No. The mission of the church Mm-mm. is not to have good financial not stewardship. No. The mission of the church is not to have great numbers, <clears throat> but the mission of the church, given but in Mark 16 and Matthew 28 and Acts chapter 1, and all, Jesus made it plain. Yeah. Make disciples. That's the key. Make disciples. Yes. And I fear that religion has made robots. Mm hmm. And um, the the American economic uh, uh, church has not necessarily created robots, but they created consumers, yeah. and not and not producers. And I think that <clears throat> what what's what's caused these people to wake up and come alive is that they're experiencing something different than consumerism. They're mm-hmm. experiencing something something different than just robotic religion. Yeah, because these guys. They tried drugs that worked for them. They the drugs took them on a trip. Yeah, 
and and they 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 had something that was higher than than and than than themselves or more powerful than themselves. So when they're coming to something dead, it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna wet the whistle. It's not gonna mm-hmm. it's not gonna work. That's why religion doesn't work in recovery. Religion doesn't work. Rules doesn't work in recovery. But radical conversion and transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ is the only way That's to right. have that happen. Yep. But then something key I want to point out here. Everybody in the park, everybody at the Somerset Sober Living event yep. had struggled with something just incredibly greater than they than, than they were. Yeah. And the the thing that was unique and, and actually, you know, consistent with both areas is that they were involved actively in, in something that gave them purpose. Yeah. So Ron, Ron stood up there. Yeah. Oh, man, I love this part. Ron stood up oh, there yeah. and he said, and, and, and one of the things that, <clears throat> sorry, I'm setting the stage here, cliffhanger. <laughs> one of the things with Journey, guys, that we set forth is that our, our mission, our vision is to find the gift within each individual person that's, w- that's within our realm and reach and help them identify the gift that God placed in them. Not the stage gift, because the stage gifts are small. There's like 2% of what we do is on the stage. Mm-hmm. So to identify the unique gift to fit the gap in the community. And then so so Ron Cowan, this clicked with Ron. Yeah. And he stood up there on the stage and he said, I'm starting a ministry this yep. summer. And it's going to be called you know, a mowing ministry. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to find people that are not able to mow their own yard or mm-hmm. grass by their own means, and yeah. he's going to go do it for free. That's right. He did have a stipulation. He said, all I ask is you give me a glass of water or some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, think about that. That seems so simple. Yep. So simple. Yep. But what an impact it will have because it's going to allow him to communicate and to get the gospel of Christ out to a people that may be completely blocked off, completely isolated. Wow. And when you talk about Ron, he's not going to talk to you unless he's talking about the Lord yes. in some way, shape, or form. He's going to push that lawnmower around or ride that lawnmower around. He's going to weed eat, and there's going to come an opportunity that he's going to be able to witness for the glory of God in everything that he's doing. He's not doing this for himself. He's no. not doing it for money. He's not doing it for gain. He's doing it to glorify God. The gift that God has given him, the ability he's given him, he's launching it out into some other way to to see it go out and to see it change lives. Uh, discipleship. That's discipleship. That's discipleship. He's identified his gift. Yep. He's good at that. Yep. And he's going to go out and find the gap and fill the gap with his gift. That's right. It's beautiful. It is. And then that'll be a platform for him to be able to spread and propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's right. <laughs> How unbelievable. How unbelievable. And, and, you know, he can never do that from a pew, guys. That's right. He, he can never do that from the steeple. Yeah, he, he couldn't do that, you know. Now, so what we are is we're not a landing pad as a church; we're a mm. launching pad. That's exactly right. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, we launch. We don't <clears throat> land. We launch. Yeah, that's that's what the church should be. The, every church, forget the four walls, the body of Christ. It's a launching pad. The building is a launching pad for the church. Yes, to launch out. That's what it is. The building is a launching pad for the church to go forth, to go out. 
That's what it's about. We place so much, and and we're we're nearing the end of our talk today. And and you just opened up a can that I think we do need to get into at some point. <laughs> um, but as as I looked around, Anthony, you you look and and you see each individual person had a unique. You had one ministry there who was focused on giving kids that didn't get birthday gifts. Yeah, they got a gift. And they got a gift. Yeah. You had you had another ministry there that during COVID nineteen they were facilitating small groups in their That's home right. because they couldn't gather in the church. Yep. You had another group feeding homeless people. Uh, you had another group that I mean it was just on and yeah. on and on. These unique areas of ministry that was kind of obscure in the trench, the the the, the shadow ministry, I guess you call, mm-hmm. uh, but bringing the light to the shadow. So it was real neat to see that. And they were excited about it. They were, and and so um, I think you know to kind of close out, we're, guys. This is the highlight from our day. Update from the from the mission field here. Yeah, um, for you guys, just just raw and real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but one of the things that that I'll, I'll close out on is as a church, we have place so much emphasis rallies and revivals and uh, uh, conferences and training seminars on how do you gather how do you do this how do you do your seating how do you do your lights how do you do your building how do you design your stage how do you do your sound how do you how do you and then it's it's so much about setting the stage and and i feel like that that the focus needs to be as we move forward, and we we have to keep this in the forefront of our mind as Anthony, as we're planting the churches and, yeah. and doing what we do, um, is that it's not about how well we gather; mm. it's about how well we scatter. Oh, that's true. And so let's place as much emphasis or more emphasis on how we how we scatter, and less on necessarily how we gather. Yeah, and that's what Jesus that that was what he did. Yeah, that's what he did. It was his cycle of ministry. So, um, guys, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you. Uh, we're going to have to run. Uh, we've got uh, a couple services to go to today, and we're getting down on our minutes. But uh, we love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. And until the next time, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.